Good morning and welcome to the Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences and this press conference about the Nobel Prize in Physics. It's good to see all of you here today and I would also like to welcome all those who are watching this press conference over the internet or on TV. I'm so back in October of this year, they announced all the winners for the Nobel Prize, an award given to a few individuals in different science categories, including biology, medicine, physics, and many more. And the purpose of this award is to recognize the great strides made in science to help the global population in terms of scientific developments as well as technological advancements. And like every year, this was a fantastic week of celebrating science and all the accomplishments made so far. So today we're going to focus on the three winners of the prize in physics and how their projects and research have impacted the world of science. I'm Thanisheri Rajendran and welcome back to On the Sidelines. Joining us on the sidelines today to talk about the Physics Nobel Prize winners of 2021 is Mitchell, mechanical engineering PhD candidate and a science for everyone researcher. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mitchell. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. So let's get right into it. So tell me who are the winners for the Physics Nobel Prize this year? We have three winners of the Physics Nobel Prize this year. Tsukuro Manabe and Klaus Hasselmann each won a quarter of the Nobel Prize. And Giorgio Parisi won the other half of the Nobel Prize. Oh, interesting. So the prize isn't like just for one person each year. It's usually split among a group of people. Yeah, there's a committee that basically reviews all of the applications that they've received for people who have made significant contributions to the field of physics. And considering all of the contributions that the nominees have made, they'll select who the most impactful people were. And typically, do these people have to be on the same project to win that same category? Or is it like one scientist is in like a completely different physics realm than the other? So we typically see that each year there will be some kind of overarching theme. So these three individuals were all working on somewhat related projects. The two who split or who each received a quarter of the prize, they were working on very similar projects, which is why they split one half amongst the two of them. In terms of the physics award itself, and I know we just mentioned the scientists' names, tell me a little more about these individuals. Where are they from? What are their works like? And what led to them actually getting this award? For sure. So we'll start with Tsukuro Manabe and Klaus Hasselman. So Tsukuro is a he received his PhD at the University of Tokyo, and he's currently a senior meteorologist at Princeton University. Klaus Hasselmann received his PhD from the University of Göttingen in Germany, and he's currently a professor at the Max Planck Institute for Meteorology in Germany. So quoting from the Nobel Prize Organization's website, they are sharing a quarter of the Nobel Prize for the physical modeling of Earth's climate, quantifying variability, and reliably predicting global warming. So it's like climate change uh, science, basically. So these researchers were trying to simulate and study the weather patterns to figure out the impact of climate change. I, I'm 
know nothing about physics, so you got to guide me through this. But from the sounds of it, that's the area of interest for them? Yeah, you pretty much nailed it. So Tsukiro Manabe, back in the 1960s, which, side note, it's crazy that scientists were noticing that climate change was happening in the 60s, and we still don't know how to deal with it 60-some-odd years later. Basically, these two individuals helped to really drive that field forward. So Tsukuro Manabe showed that increasing the amount of CO2 or carbon dioxide in Earth's atmosphere would result in increasing temperatures on Earth. This work really laid the foundation for the current climate models that we have, where we're able to estimate how Earth will evolve with increasing amounts of CO2 and how those patterns will play out in the future. Building on Tsukiro Manabe's work, Klaus Hasselmann basically took his work to the next level, where he was able to develop a full climate model for the Earth and was able to identify these kinds of fingerprints left behind in the environment to tell us what caused certain events. For example, he showed that humans dumping a bunch of carbon dioxide into the atmosphere would have a measurable impact that we can directly trace back to that. So tell me about the last scientist in our list here today, Dr. Parisi? Sure. So Giorgio Parisi, who received his PhD from the Sapenzia University of Rome in Italy, he's now a professor there. So he was awarded half of the Nobel Prize, and I'm quoting from the Nobel Prize organization here, for the discovery of the interplay of disorder and fluctuations in physical systems from atomic to planetary scales. So that's a really complex idea. And I just heard you say a sentence and now I'm trying to comprehend it. So break this down for me. What does that actually mean? Sure. So what Parisi did is he looked at really complex materials called spin glasses. We won't go into too much detail to what those are, because to be honest with you, I don't even fully understand the physics of what's going on there. But in this seemingly random distribution of materials, Parisi was able to discover that there's patterns in the way that these materials arrange themselves. He was able to use these discoveries to push forward our understanding of complex system theory. Okay, so basically what it means is like things aren't, just because things exist, they're not necessarily random systems, that everything has a pattern associated with them. Yeah. So his work was to study those different patterns so that we can use it in our computer modelings today. Yeah. Am I anywhere close? You're on the right track for sure. So he basically showed that as you said, we can find patterns in things that otherwise seem random. So a complex system is something that's defined as a system that has many components which might interact with each other. Or one example of this would be Earth's climate. So that's the tie-in that we have with the other Nobel Prize winners. And what Parisi showed is that in a complex system like that, Things might seem like they happen just randomly, but he proved that there are these mathematical tricks that you can use to find patterns in the way that these systems evolve. Okay, so like, let's talk about some of like the applications of their work. And I know these are such complex 
systems and complex studies to comprehend. But are, what are some real world examples that we can relate to? Really, with their work, I think the biggest application is that we're able to gain an understanding and a prediction of how our climate will evolve for the future. And it's kind of the basis for these estimates that we hear where scientists will say, you know, we can't let the planet warm above two or three degrees Celsius before we start to see catastrophic effects. And I guess these are the things that inform like policymakers and all the climate change conferences that we hear about. So all these decisions are based on these predictions. Yeah. And it's an incredibly powerful skill and tool that we've developed. And it's my personal hope that, you know, maybe our policymakers will start to listen a little bit more to this amazing science that we've been using for the last 60 years. And realize that it's done a really good job of predicting what we've seen so far, and it's probably going to continue to do a really good job and get better as people continue to make developments in these fields. So it's really cool that every single year we gather and we have all these nominations and we looked at the important work done by all these scientists and award them with the Nobel Prize to recognize the impact that they are having on our world. For sure. And I think it's really important to look at how long ago this work was done and the fact that the work that was done by Benabe in the 1960s, Hasselman in the 1970s, and Parisi in the 1980s, it's still relevant enough today in the 2020s that we're giving these people Nobel Prizes. So that just shows that their work is extremely valid, it's extremely useful, and like you said, we should put all of the focus on the work that these people have done and pay it the attention it deserves. Oh my God. Again, I'd just like to say congratulations to all the Nobel Prize winners this year and the previous years. And thank you so much for joining me today, Mitchell, to talk about the Physics Nobel Prize winners of this year and their wonderful work. Yeah, I would love to echo your congratulations to all the winners. And thank you so much for having me today. And thank you again for tuning in and remember to subscribe for more conversations and some insightful answers to your questions about the science impacting your world. If you want to learn more about the Nobel Prize, physics, or any of the other topics we talked about on this show, visit us on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok at sci for everyone and on our website at www.scienceforeveryone.ca. On the Sidelines is a podcast by Science for Everyone. It's produced by Sam Marchetti, Connor McLean, June Kim, Taneshwari Rajendran, and Cheryl Nguyen. On the Sidelines is sponsored by the University of Toronto's Student Engagement Grant.